Here we go again. It's time to break some hearts and lose a few more limbs, I guess. Like, where do we even go after the International Assassin's Arc? It was just literally freaking mental. Like, I lost. I was just creaming with excitement, wanting more and more. To the point I went out and actually managed to find the next physical arc in paperback form, then binged it in bed as soon as I got home. Like, stupidly of me, I said in the last video that I thought the previous arc was my favourite after I read it, and I didn't know how it was possibly going to be outclassed. But now, I'm just left in complete awe at the utter beauty of the writing that has been handed to us on a platter of just orgasmic panels. I never expected anything like this. The twists and turns this arc gives us truly plays on our minds to the point I actually felt like I was going insane, not wanting the supposed outcome to actually come true. As if it did, it would surely be the worst possible outcome in the world for our boy, Denji. So yes, this here is the short and second to last but no less heartbreaking Gun Devil arc from Tatsuki Fujimoto's Chainsaw Man. But quickly, just before we do move forward, if you want more story based content just like what I've been doing with Chainsaw Man but for other series, then make sure you hit that subscribe button and tell me what other shows you want me to cover down in the comment section below. Plus, join the Discord. I obviously hardly ever mention it, but when something insane goes down, like when I'm reading a manga or something, I literally lose it and go into the general chat there. So be sure to join there if you want to chat or just give me other ideas for manga to actually read in the future. So previously, on the life of our half-chainsaw, half-human hybrid, Denji, along with everyone else from his team and the opposing enemies were sent to hell and treated like toys by one of the primal fears themselves, the Darkness Devil. Luckily, Mummy Makima, fuck my life, I'm never, I'm never saying that again, saved the day and managed to manipulate the situation enough to get everyone back. However, Denji still had to clutch up and slay Santa Claus after being returned to the mortal realm. Using the power of light and TV infomercials, Denji was able to overcome Mrs. Claus and her new doll darkness type ability, which honestly was just cracked. Like, I'm in the same boat as Santa here, actually confused on how Denji managed to really come out on top of that situation, but obviously we move on now. So, after the battle now, and back at home, Denji awakes with power lying across his chest. He is then greeted by Aki, who is making breakfast. Denji comments on Power's screaming throughout the night before mentioning Aki's arm. Aki informs him that he was lucky, as Angel had lost both of his arms. By the way, if you didn't notice, the arms that the Darkness Devil cuts off spells out Makima. Whilst obviously sadly, Beam and the Violence Fiend both died and Kabini actually resigned this time. Randomly then, Pal begins screaming. Denji tries restraining her as she attempts to claw into her own mouth out of fear of the Darkness Devil hiding inside of it. Clutching Denji, she now begins to cry with just pure fear of the Darkness Devil. But hey, at least Pal is still alive out of everyone so far. Like, honestly, I was heartbroken when I saw Beam and all the other guys get turned into Darkness Sushi, but at least Pal and Aki are still alive at the moment. But anyway, a short while later, as they all eat breakfast and Pal struggles to keep her food down, Aki comments on how Makima is still deciding to continue her trip. In a flashback, Makima and Denji share a meal while discussing the aftermath of the conflict. Partway through the conversation, Makima invites Denji on a trip with her, to which he reacted with intense excitement. Yet he suddenly stopped when he remembered power and the state she is currently in. Back in the present, Aki asks why he didn't ultimately choose to go, but Denji simply responds that he isn't even certain. 
Throughout the day, Power interrupts Denji at awkward moments, constantly asking him to check for the Darkness Devil hiding in various locations. This work pays off though for our boy as he gets in there and Power actually asks him to take a bath with her, but of course only for protection from the Darkness Devil. In random Japanese fashion I guess the two shower and then hop into a bath afterwards, like my mum would actually kill me if I did that shit here. Now in the bath, Denji is surprised that despite the intimacy of their act, it doesn't feel weird. Nearing bed now, Aki suggests sleeping in shifts in order to look after Power. That night, Power wakes Denji, quietly begging him to not hate her for making him miss his trip and in return, she offers to let him drink her blood as repayment. Though Denji is initially uninterested, Power begins to shout and cry, resulting in him giving in. As he begins to drink the blood from her neck in a kind of like sexual manner, he thinks of Pochisa and what Makima had told him. Yet now, despite having a close intimate relationship with Power, none of the actions they do feel romantic at all. Concluding that there are some things that one is better off not knowing or understanding, Denji thinks back to the door in his nightmares, resolving to keep it closed. Just please open the door. Man, I want to see what's behind it. Surely it's just Pachita's house. Aki informs Denji and Power of his plans to visit Hokkaido. Denji and Power both protest about being left behind since their previous trip was cancelled. Aki eventually gives in and the trio leave Miaui with Kashibe, the dedicated Kateri. After one literally terrible journey for Aki, the three are seen moving on foot towards the grave. Denji and Power throw snowballs at Aki, which is obviously super reminiscent for him if you think about the dude's little bro and how him and Denji have like kind of over time developed to be almost brothers in a way since they first met. After arriving at his family grave, Aki begins to pray. Noting Denji and Power's disappearance, he then sees them eating rotten offerings left on the graves. Suddenly, Power vomits up the food before screaming that it was a plot by the Darkness Devil. Later, at an inn while they eat dinner, Power complains about the amount of vegetables, throwing them to the others before realizing that there is little food left for herself. Instead, she takes Denji's arm and bites into it, drinking his blood and causing another argument. That night, Denji awakes to see Aki sitting, looking out of the window at the snow. As he joins him, Aki comments that he visits the grave each year and is usually miserable, but funnily enough, the two of them manage to keep him distracted the entire time. Back in Tokyo now, Kashibe returns Miyawi to Aki. Kashibe then comments on the difficulties of controlling Denji and Power, but Aki responds that the pair have actually matured a lot. He then asks Kashibe whether Division 4 could be removed from the Gun Devil Hunt, which surprises Kashibe. He then tries to remind him of the safety precautions being taken, as well as the fact that the mission will be classified, meaning Aki may never hear of its outcome unless he is directly involved. But Aki still agrees, which causes a confused Kashibe to ask why he changed his mind, and Aki thinks back to seeing Denji and Power's unconscious and injured bodies in hell before responding, I got cold feet. That evening, Aki returns home to see Denji and Power preparing dinner for him. Noting a strange purple root within it, Denji comments that Power likely added some unknown secret ingredients. As the two boast on the meal, Aki takes a bite before instantly vomiting. Power happily calls the dish a catastrophe as Denji comments on the fact that all three of them now have vomited from it. Now lying on the bed together, Aki comments on Power's calmness and the lack of screaming. Power considers this before responding that she may have defeated the Darkness Devil in Hell, to which Denji casually agrees. As they wash the dishes, they suddenly receive a phone call, summoning them to the bureau. 
Messing with Makima, she informs the group that while she has taken Aki and the rest of Division 4 off the Gun Devil mission, Denji and Power are still required to go. She asks Aki to leave if he does not intend to join them. Denji agrees to the mission, followed by Power who wishes to continue working nice and close with Denji. Troubled, Aki asks to rejoin the mission, to which Makima swiftly agrees. Honestly, I think Makima's kind of playing Aki right now, I don't know what's going on here. Having already begun the operation, Makima then details the current status of the Gun Devil, explaining that it had already been defeated and confined. Denji and Aki respond with utter shock as Makima explains it was found dead shortly after its initial attack, before being split into various fragments. Aki asks about the guns used previously against the Devil Hunters, only for Makima to reveal that they were created by man. She elaborates, explaining that though there is an official global ban on firearms, each government secretly manufactures and circulates guns on the black market. In doing so, the remaining fragments of the Gun Devil are given more power. Hearing this, Aki realizes that in order to destroy the Gun Devil, the Bureau will need to go against the wishes of every global superpower. Makima calmly agrees, calling the plan a kind of war. Outside, Denji and Power question Aki's despondence, still believing the mission to be about simply killing the Gun Devil. Aki explains that even after they kill the Gun Devil, the body would merely be collected by the Japanese government, continuing the cycle of the global hostilities, whilst also meaning the Gun Devil is immortal. Denji expresses confusion, believing that the Gun Devil must be mortal, or else Makima would not have promised him a wish in return for killing it. Suddenly, Aki is given a vision of the future by the future devil, reacting with sudden and intense fear. That night, alone, Aki summons the future devil. Asking about the vision, the future devil explains that it is a near and unavoidable future, one in which Aki and power are slaughtered by Denji, followed by the arrival of the devils that devils fear most. So yeah, here we go guys, it's getting that part of the story where it's gonna get real wild now I think. Sometime in the next few days, Aki visits Angel and explains his future vision to him. Angel asks why he is being informed, given that the vision is supposedly unavoidable. Aki explains that with the loss of both of his arms, there is a possibility the Bureau will put Angel down. As such, Han Kishibe wrote a letter of recommendation. Angel questions Aki's devil-hating reputation, but Aki suddenly informs him of the plan to hunt the gun devil, and that they may never see one another again. Angel stops him, explaining that the humans whose lifespan he's absorbed often haunt his nightmares, and offers to do whatever he can to prevent Aki's death so that the same doesn't happen with him. He then suggests that they both go and ask Makima for advice. As they walk, Angel suggests he run away and leave his life with the Bureau behind in order to prevent his own death, but Aki refuses, citing Denji, Power and Makima as reasons to stay. Surprised by his mentioning of Makima, Angel comments on Aki's feelings for her, and as the pair spot Makima, Aki also quietly begins to wonder why exactly he actually likes her. Aki asks why she's there, to which she responds that she was simply waiting. Aki then explains his vision and desire to keep power and Denji safe. Blaming himself for his brother's death, he asks the same be prevented with them and promises to make any contract with any devil to do so. Hearing this, Makima looks him in the eye before asking him to make a contract with her. 
Aki reacts with shock as Makima repeats herself, now commanding him to accept the contract. As the angel devil looks on, he slowly begins to remember the beach as the location where he was first found by Makima. He gradually remembers a community of people who took him in, before focusing on a young woman from his previous memory, remembering her as the one I loved and the one who loved me. Then he remembers Makima arriving on the beach and asking to see his powers. Though he refused, she demanded, ordering him to use them. Hours later, he then reawoke, having absorbed the lives of everyone in the village. Damn, honestly this one hurt, like it's real super sad to realise the cool introduction Angel had actually had an extremely sad beginning, like he murked an entire village, but that village was his family and he was merely controlled by Makima. Snapping back to the present, Angel reacts with horror as he sees Aki now accepting Makima's contract. He begins to yell out to Makima, and as she turns to look at him, she comments on how he must have just regained his memories. Instantly, using 10 years of life force to create a dope-ass blade, the angel devil lunges at Makima in an attempt to cut her head off, however, just before the blade nears her throat, she merely says the word, down, and the angel devil crumples to the floor. Impressed that he had managed to break free of her power, Makima kneels next to him, ordering the devil to give his all to her, to which he agrees. Then apologizing to the two of them, Makima explains that she had no other choice due to the massive amount of spies within the Japanese bureau. The hunt for the gun devil was always a bluff plan to fail, hiding her ulterior plan. One in which will occur the greatest amount of damage worldwide. Flashing away to the goddamn United States of America, hell yeah westerners let's go. There the president while on the phone to probably the other members of congress states that the time has come, because of the duty he must try to uphold when every other nation has just accepted utter defeat, he makes a contract with the gun devil, one in which he offers one year of the lifespan of all citizens across the entire continent of the United States of America in return for the death of Makima, the control devil. So yeah, that, that explains a lot. Back in Japan, as the church bells ring and a choir of children sing, Makima incites the gun devil, telling it to come. On September 12th, 1997, the gun devil appears in Japan. Once it appears, it activates a flurry of abilities. Instantly fire a bullet through the head of every male within a thousand meters confirmed. Activate second ability, fire a bullet through children aged 0 through 12 within 1500 meters confirmed, literally decimating everything within its vicinity as it slowly reveals the true scope of the gun devil. A few seconds before the gun devil arrived, a young boy was planning to go play soccer with his friends. He heads out of the door, but one second later, the city he is in is obliterated by the gun devil's presence as it makes its way towards Makima. Another second passes, and at 500 kilometers, Makima sights the gun devil, continuing to move forward towards her direction at ridiculous speeds. Multiple examples of devastation are shown, with peaceful cities turned into complete devastation, cars flipped, and countless thousands instantly killed by the fallout. As another second passes, the gun devil activates his ability to fire a bullet through the heart of every living thing born on specific months throughout the year within a one kilometer radius. Exactly four seconds after its first appearance, the gun devil stops. It then activates another ability and starts beaming its bullets in Makima's direction. One second later, Makima prepares her ability but is shot through the head, making her 29th recorded death. 
As expected though, she immediately recovers as her brain metaforms into a freaking halo around her head. Not gonna lie, this panel here is so freaking fire, man. It's so cool. Some of these panels recently, I've just been losing it over. I've been creaming everywhere. Anyways, one more second later, the gun devil again stops. As in front of him, Makima stands with the bodies of Prins, Sawatari, Aki, Angel, Kuroz, and Tendo, who are all shown to be attached to her with a chain. Summoning the combined power of all of their devil contracts, a sudden hole opens up in the sky above the gun devil as a swarm of unknown creatures descend wielding blades. Flashing away from probably what is the gun devil getting absolutely stunted on, over at their apartment, Denji hears a knock on the door and goes to answer it. However, as he reaches for the handle, he sees a vision of his nightmare as Pachita's words echo through his head, telling him to not open the door. As the pounding on the door continues, Denji is interrupted by the phone suddenly ringing. On the other end, Makima, who has been a freaking hoe, like stuff her man, I bet this was her plan all along to kill Beam and Hell plus what is going down right now, it's all just so suspect. She quickly explains to Denji that the gun devil had appeared without warning and then failed to defeat it and because of that it has taken over a dead body and escaped going on to say that it's the gun devil at the door makima then commands denji to not think about anything while he fights even still despite this call both denji and power are skeptical believing the person at the door knocking to be aki coming home from the mission Yet, as Denji approaches the door, he can't help but seem to grow more and more hesitant. Because of this, he tells Power to leave with Miaoi from the balcony, just in case it actually is the devil. Denji, still uncertain, thinking that possibly Makima might even be playing a prank, opens the door, sadly revealing the reanimated corpse of Aki, who is now morphed into and is controlled by the gun devil. Denji, not recognizing it though, awkwardly asks whether the two must fight now. However, the devil simply raises the gun and says Denji's name, which causes Denji to wonder how the gun devil even knows his name. In a different perspective, we find ourselves inside of Aki's mind. Aki looking at his hand finds a snowball and realizes he must have been having a snowball fight with Denji. Yet, in reality, each snowball thrown by Aki translates to a massively destructive gun blast in the real world, completely leveling Denji's floor of the building. Having fallen from the building now, Denji finds himself torn in half by the blast. Even still, he commands power to flee as the two come to the realization that the creature is Aki. Suddenly, Aki's gun devil leaps from the building at breakneck speed in an attempt to kill power. Yet our freaking boy ain't letting power die yet as he manages to transform in time to block the attack. Now in Aki's fantasy, power has also joined, with Aki telling power that she's on Denji's team. Then as he begins to fang his snowballs at the two, it flashes back to the real world to show the complete devastation as Aki sends both power and Denji flying back. Noticing a pair of bystanders, Aki turns and points his machinery at them, asking if they also want to play with him. Instantly, he vaporizes them though, with a smile on his face. As Denji begins to attack and slice into him, Aki only views this as Denji playfully throwing snowballs right back at him. The battle escalates with every blast by Aki, quickly leveling massive amounts of the surrounding area, sending cars flying and murdering countless civilians. 
Though Denji attempts to protect some, his efforts are largely fruitless as the majority of everyone he saves later gets hurt. They continue fighting, with Aki's smile growing wider and wider with each blast. Denji screams out for Aki to stop and return back to normal, yet Aki's fantasy self can't hear anything he is saying, and in Aki's reality, he can only see the smile on his brother Denji's face. Seeing his smile, he comments on how for the first time he's having fun as his parents never really paid any attention to him, but now his life actually seems like fun. As he says this, Denji is both hit in the gut by the snowball and in reality by a catastrophic shock knocking him to the floor. While Aki's fantasy continues, he asks the child Denji if he's giving up, but as he begins to stand back up, he thinks he's ready for another round of snowball fighting. In the real world though, Aki continues his onslaught, repeatedly blasting Denji backwards. Denji attempts to defend himself, but because he is unwilling to hurt Aki, he's forced to simply beg for him to turn back. This is like some next level Obito vs Kakashi type battle right now with like the crossover of childhood to to adult type thing, I'm just loving it, like it's so sad but good and oh, it's just this arc is actually fantastic man. Suddenly Aki lets off a massive blast sending Denji flying back through multiple buildings causing him to lose one arm and both legs. While Denji lies crippled in the ruins of a building, slowly a crowd of onlookers gather around him. A woman approaches pulling out a knife before suddenly stabbing her own hand and asking him to save them. Each bystander then does the same and gives Denji blood and begs for him to defeat the devil and save them all. With the city now in complete and utter tatters, the gun devil slowly makes his way towards Denji. Meanwhile, during Aki's dream, Denji begins biffing snowballs back with insane force. Though Aki is initially excited by this, he quickly notes Denji is crying in his fantasy. So in order to stop this, Aki admits defeat, simply falling back onto the ground and saying that he doesn't like snowball fights anyway because they just get your hands cold. When he looks back up, he notices that Denji has gone and he is instead replaced by his younger brother Taiyo, who's running back from the house with the balls and gloves he went to grab earlier on in the series. Damn, it always hits real hard that part right there. In reality though, it is revealed that in order to stop his onslaught, Denji had stabbed Aki with his chainsaws killing him. As Denji returns to his human form in shock at what had just happened, the future devil appears on a nearby roof and laughs, commenting on how Aki Hayakawa died in the worst way possible for the chainsaw boy. Yeah damn man, that's like truly the worst possible death for Denji right there I could possibly imagine. I can't even right now, like, it's such a crazy ass fucking arc, that was actually amazing. Tatsuki Fujimoto bro, you gotta chill out and leave some people with some kind of emotions after reading, like I'm gonna be suffering emotionally for the next 20 years or whatever now, but god damn that was actually just amazing, I couldn't, couldn't believe that the first time I read through and then having to read through that there, oh my god. Anyway, I hope you guys all have enjoyed the video obviously and smash that like button if you want more story explained content just like this. But anyway, for now it's been your professional degenerate, dear follow, and well, I'm gonna go and cry in a pillow. Bye.